fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. There are two massively different conflicting stories in the news right now, and I don't know which one's true. Obviously, we know which one's true. That's kind of a, you know, odd question to ask. But at the same time, I find it hilarious that they're in the headlines at the exact same time. One of them, Joe Biden out at the United Nations trying to warn everybody that America is back and that while America is greater than ever before, we're going to get back to our level of awesomeness in the world because Joe Biden is now president because Donald Trump is all done and over and to the wayside. Therefore, America is back. That's one headline that we see right now. That one according to Axios.com, or I'm sorry, that one's according to TheGuardian.com. Axios.com has the other story on the other front. Remember, America's back. America's awesome. America's great because Joe Biden's in and things are changing. Things are evolving. Things are moving in the right direction. On the other hand, we have Axios saying that McDonald's is phasing out plastic toys in their Happy Meals by 2025. Can someone please explain to me the difference on why we're doing so great, but we're not even going to have toys in our Happy Meals any longer? Come on, man. Travesty, I tell you. Travesty. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. It is a Tuesday. I'm Andy Hoosier. Thanks for joining us today here broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station on multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening your millennial general reporting for duty each and every day. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know how you can say America's back when we're getting rid of plastic toys and the Happy Meals by 2025. Now, it's supposed to be because of the environmentalist thing and McDonald's making their own decision because they say that by doing this and phasing it out, they're going to be cutting out nearly 90% of all the plastic that they use in the company compared to their levels at 2018, reducing what would be equivalent to more than 650,000 people eliminating plastic from their lives each year. That's how much they're going to be reducing use of plastic. Okay, that's cool. I get it. We're trying to be environmentally sound, trying to make the environment cleaner, trying to actually do things better. I get it. Can we go back to metal toys, like the old school Tonka trucks kind of thing that's made out of metal, not made out of plastic? I know it's quote unquote more expensive, but it would be kind of cool. What are you going to do with the kids? The children demand their toys, I tell you. But we're going to eliminate those because of environmentalism in some way, shape or form. That is going to be a devastation to our children. You are depriving the children of awesome plastic toys that they play with once while they eat their McNuggets and then throw them away or lose them because they're absolutely useless. You are depriving them of that joy in life while you're trying to say that, quote, America is back. I think it's a sign of desperation from Joe Biden. What do you think? I want to get into <laughs> We got a lot of stuff to get to today. I know. Yes, I'm being sarcastic, but that's just kind of the mood I'm in today. So that's all right. Bottom of the hour. Super excited to have on here Jennifer Stefano. She is with the Independent Women's Forum. We'll be talking about her. She's a GOP strategist for the Independent Women's Forum about the mandated vaccines at the federal level. Is there pushback happening? What kind of pushback is happening right now? And what can we do to end this absurd ridiculousness going on at the federal level? So we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, Joe Biden, though, I think is on a state of desperation. I think we're starting to realize 
that I think even Democrats are starting to realize that Joe Biden isn't quite capable of doing what they put him in place to do. The media now, I forget what network it is, is actually running a one-on-one special of doing the interview with Vice President Kamala Harris, which is really surprising because we haven't heard from Kamala Harris in a while. She kind of dips out of the limelight, then she comes back up and she says something stupid and does her little cackle, and then everybody gets mad at her and she kind of dips back down again. It's almost like the Hillary Clinton cackle. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, even worse. Could you imagine? It's even worse than that. And that's saying something. So there's the media now trying to put her back kind of sort of in the limelight to try and test the waters because they're waiting for the opportune time to remove Joe Biden, say that he's just old, he's not feeling well, he's got some health issues. We already know this, but they're waiting for the right time to say that that's going to happen and we're going to slide Kamala Harris back into power as the president of the United States. God forbid that ever happen. But Joe Biden, I think, is starting to sense it. His spidey senses are starting to tingle a little bit, and I'm not talking about uh, the Keith Olbermann tingling up the leg because he got to hear the word Barack Obama today. Uh, I'm talking about the tingling spidey sense that he's aware that he's going to be used as a pawn, has been used as a pawn over the last few months, and continues to be until the prime opportunity to remove him from office. The approval ratings for him right now, according to AmericanResearchGroup.com, are sitting right around 50%. Now, he's been relatively low compared to other presidents. Kamala Harris has been even worse, which is why they're trying to find the opportune moment to make her look good and slide her into position when her approval ratings are actually high enough. And I don't know that that point's going to come, so the Democrats are going to have a challenging time to figure out on what to do and can he last another two years or three years, but they're working on it. Now, he's losing support among Democrats because of how he pulled out of Afghanistan. He's losing support with Democrats, even with his own budget plan. The $3.5 trillion economic package that they're trying to pass right now, which, let's be honest, it's not on the floor yet because Democrats don't have the vote for it yet. The House of Representatives wanted to ram this through. The House of Representatives held it hostage in order to pass it in the Senate by saying you need to pass the $1.2 trillion Uh, stimulus package, the infrastructure package, if you will, and then you can debate on the budget, but we're not going to pass one without the other. So you need to pass both of them, House or U.S. Senate, because we know that you're a closer margin. You have to pass both of them in order for us to actually acknowledge them because Democrats can walk away with this. But for some reason, they haven't thrown it up on the floor yet to actually pass this bill, which I find interesting because you know that all of the committee hearings, you know that all of the different investigations and different discussions they have with people and interviewing them, whether it's on a committee trying to do an investigation on, like, you know, fraud or whether it's actually a budget committee, they wouldn't put it on the floor unless they actually can pass it. Nancy Pelosi is not going to look foolish unless she actually has the numbers to pass what she puts on the floor when it's a really important bill. So that's why... The House hasn't put this on the uh, on the vote yet on the floor to actually pass it and send it off to Joe Biden. And the reasoning is, is because according to MSN.com, there are middle-of-the-road Democrats that are a little concerned about the size of the $3.5 trillion economic package. <laughs> now imagine, if you will, a conservative, quote-unquote, Republican Party that's all about limited taxes, limited government, less regulation, personal responsibility. Imagine, if you will... 
and Republican Party that says that, then you have members of the Republican Party saying they need to ram through the infrastructure package. They need to ram through the budget because they know damn well that if they pass the infrastructure package, then they could say, well, we supported that, but we didn't support the budget. But yet they're kind of being passed as a joint package. And they're using that as an excuse as quote-unquote Republicans that try and pass this absurd, ridiculous $5 trillion worth of spending. But now that apparently there's a new group of moderate Democrats in the House and the Senate that are now showing a little pushback against the $3.5 trillion economic package, saying that there are concerns about it going too far and being too expensive. At the same time, we have just over a year from now, and a year and what, two months, a year, a month and a half, we have the midterm elections, a massive midterm election where usually... The midterm elections go to the minority party, which would be the Republicans now, to try and stop the Biden administration or the progressive Democrats, whoever's in power at that time, uh, from uh, promoting their agenda because people are tired of it. The pendulum's going to swing the other way, usually is how it goes, and Republicans have a better chance of it, which is why, according to the Wall Street Journal, we see Republicans using their messaging right now to try and stop the massive amounts of spending at the federal level. But according to the Wall Street Journal and the hack journalists that are on the progressive end trying to put this off as journalism, Republicans find message to reduce spending a tough sell. I don't know about that. Because now moderate Democrats, again, this is the contrast in the media. First we see Biden saying that America's back. Then we see McDonald's is getting rid of plastic toys, obviously showing that America's not back because if we have to cut out our plastic toys, then something's not right in the universe right now. We have Biden trying to push for a package, the Democrats wanting to push it, Republicans having, quote-unquote, a hard time with that messaging on overspending when centrist Democrats are having a hard time supporting the bill because it's overspending. The hypocrisy and the lunacy and the contrast of the mainstream media and their talking points today I find kind of entertaining. Now, Democrat progressive, not the Democrat Party, But left-wing, radical, extremist, progressive organizations are now launching a massive campaign to go after Republicans to the mainstream media and to the general public to get them to support this agenda of massive spending. Now, remember, we're $28 trillion in debt federally as a nation. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. And now we're spending $2 million of special interest money, probably from unions, probably from, you know, you, the hardworking class that pays your union dues for better wages, for them to spend money, for them to try and sway you into voting for more spending at the federal level, because by golly, they need to take care of you. And I guess many that support the unions already believe that, too, because they believe they're helpless and need that organization or government to take care of them because they're helpless. But Republicans, this should be the message, is that we have a spending problem. And every this is, again, just my interpretation here. Republicans, if you are going to campaign on this, you need to be selling the message that we have more tax revenue coming into the country than ever before. Even during a year of COVID, when we've shut down the entire economy and crashed the nation, we have record number of federal income tax coming in, breaking and shattering any record before, and yet we're still $2 trillion in the hole for a single budgetary year. Because we're spending more money than ever before. We have a spending issue, not a revenue issue. But yet Democrats... I take that back. Progressives, the far fringe of the Democrat Party, which is really about, I don't know, half, three quarters of the party now anyways, they're launching massive campaigns on advertising, trying to make Republicans look bad for not supporting the agenda, which I can already guess what it looks like. 
Number one, they don't want to get along, hold hands, sing kumbaya, work together to solve America's problems of today. So Republicans are evil because they refuse to cooperate and actually work in a bipartisan manner. Number two, don't you, haven't you been struggling over the last year with COVID? Don't you need some assistance, some additional help? Some additional, you know, a little money thrown to you from the government. Republicans want to get rid of that. They want you to die in the streets because they don't want to hand out any more social programs. That's the agenda they're pushing right now. Several progressive groups launching a $2 million campaign to pressure Republican lawmakers up for re-election in key states to back at President Joe Biden's agenda. Again, the media is loony on this. They have no way, no consistency in any way, shape, or form. While Democrats are trying to pressure Republicans to support the massive spending, the moderate Democrats in Congress that they didn't want to get out are wavering right now, deciding whether they should actually support this or not as well. Because with many of these swing districts all over the nation, Democrats hold the majority of them. And Democrats don't want to lose that majority. And with the midterm elections predominantly helping the minority party, which in this case would be the Republicans, the Democrats are playing it a little cautious. Starting to reconsider here. Should I be supporting a $5 trillion package? I don't know, because I think my moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans in these moderate swing districts all over the nation, that could harm me coming just a year from now going into midterm elections. While the radical AOCs, they're clueless. They have no idea what the real world actually looks like. They're spending money trying to attack Republicans that aren't supporting it that are in swing districts. I mean, I guess let them shoot themselves in the foot because that's stupid. It's right for the moderate Democrats to be questioning this and being a little hesitant. And I think they would gain some more support even from moderate Republicans and Democrats if they end up not supporting these bills at the end of the day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. 
Geeks, YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, what's really interesting right now is that there's this major fascination with the idea, this concept of populism in the nation. They were all worked up and up in arms when Donald Trump came in as a quote-unquote populist, which I have to admit I was concerned about as well because I don't like the concept of populism. Usually if it's a populism thing, meaning it's dumbed down and watered down to the level where the greater quote-unquote general public can understand things, and I just don't like that because then we lose the meaning of actually half of the uh, message of the uh, obviously political issues, economic issues, fiscal issues, theoretical issues, philosophy issues. They're a lot deeper than a bumper sticker. And, and, and populism essentially waters it down, waters an issue down to a bumper sticker argument where people just regurgitate the same talking points but yet don't quite understand or grasp the concept, which is why we try to break things down in a way where you can understand them. Because some people are new to politics. I'm not trying to like belittle anybody here in any way, shape, or form. I don't know half the stuff either, but we try to break it down for the common working class for us to fight for. But we don't water it down to where it's just a, a, a complete absurd argument that doesn't make any sense because it's so watered down. We try to actually make it fit our world to where we understand what the hell's going on and we can actually understand why it's affecting us on a daily basis. Again, it's not a denigration thing. We try to actually make it understandable and relatable to us because it is important and we have to show that relatability in our daily lives. Republicans have been doing a very bad job of that over the last few years because we just regurgitate numbers, which are important. But how are those numbers emotional when Democrats go up and do the bleeding heart thing and they're crying out their eyes and they end up, you know, just losing their minds because they're emotionally attached to the issues. But now, while I was concerned about the Donald Trump populism, Obviously, the conservative movement needed to piggyback on that populist movement to gain some traction, to get their message out there, and to slowly start winning over new crowds and new individuals and new communities over conservatism, which is what we did. And we did a really good job of that. Joe Biden, on the other hand, is now promoting a progressive populist movement because he doesn't even know what the hell's going on, but yet he tries to, and they're trying to win over people to the AOC crowd, and I don't know that it's working. I really don't. I think there's a level. There's got to be in a commonsensical world, which I know I just probably contradicted myself in that sentence. In a in a commonsensical world, you would think that we would have a line drawn where people would say, you know what? I'm not going to accept it going this far. And I think a $5 trillion, quote unquote, economic package between the infrastructure and the budget is that line where centrist Democrats aren't wanting to uh, partner up and actually support this bill. Some moderate Republicans who aren't Republicans in any way, shape or form, but be trend, uh, be, uh, uh, pretend to be, they are supporting it. And then you have progressives on the radical side trying to force Republicans to actually uh, support this thing in centrist uh, districts. And you have Republicans that are actually trying to win people over by saying we're spending way too much money. It's a mess right now. The question is, who's actually winning this argument? I would like to say, being biased and being on the side of the aisle that I am, that Republicans are winning this argument. But I don't know if we are. I would like to say people are beginning to wake up with an approval rating for Joe Biden sitting at currently 50 percent, which, again, Take that with a grain of salt. Right now, according to 
The AmericanResearchGroup.com, Joe Biden sitting at a 50% approval rating, 46% disproved, 4% undecided. Uh, just a month ago, we saw that down a percent, 49% approval rating, which compared to other uh, presidents, he's actually on the lower end of that spectrum, but within range, I guess you want to say, across the board as well. But Democrats now, and we'll get to it here in a little bit, so I guess it's a little bit of a teaser, working on trying to look like they're the party of the Constitution while they're promoting this radical left agenda, while they're overhauling the Constitution, while they're bringing in socialism to an infinite degree that we've never seen in this country before, they're trying in a showmanship, because that's what all D.C. is, is just showmanship, is just going through the motions to look like they actually care. They're the ones actually trying to promote an agenda right now of reining in the executive branch after Donald Trump. They're not, because you can see what Joe Biden's doing, but that's what they're trying to do. And I find it kind of comical. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Plus, we have Jennifer Stefano coming on the program right after the break talking about vaccine mandates, another massive government program that needs to go away, another government mandate that we could do without as they try to intrude on our daily lives. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, I love the hysteria the mass media puts out there just because we're not going along with the government standard, the government recommendations, especially when it comes to COVID. I find it hilarious. We have the CDC, we have Fauci, we have the FDA, we have apparently all these health departments that are saying, no, don't be taking stuff other than the vaccine. If you try and do it the natural way by taking, you know, vitamins and you know, healthy diets and exercise and everything. You're killing other people. We just don't want anything to do with you. Uh, you can't be taking hydroxychloroquine. I know I've already said this stuff. It's okay now because I've been banned off of YouTube since until December. So it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And then we have the now the push for ivermectin because, you know, actual doctors prescribing actual medicine. And now because of it, Yahoo News, not just Yahoo News, but Yahoo Sports has come out with the story about a horse owners are now struggling to buy ivermectin as Americans scramble for the unproven COVID-19 treatment and Amazon sellers cash in by gouging prices on the drug. <laughs> you just can't make this up. 
It's funny. So apparently there's so many people going out and getting ivermectin, either from the doctor or apparently just going to your uh, local outdoors shop and buying the horse dewormer because that's what they try to call it is that now there's a shortage of ivermectin and horse owners are now struggling to buy the deworming medicine it's you really think you really think that's what's going on right now i think it's i think it's more of just the um the panic from the biden administration the fact that people aren't wanting to get the vaccine anymore and then when you try to tell us we have to like the latest federal mandates that are coming down that we say uh-uh and we'll do anything to find an alternative out there i'm telling you it's it's absurd at what level we've actually gone to today super excited to get to our next guest to talk about some of this and more let's get into the latest in what's trending What's trending today? As she is a GOP strategist and fellow at the Independent Women's Forum, and she's also the vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation as well. Jennifer Stefano with us here. Jennifer, how are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Hey, I appreciate you coming on the show very much. Um, This mandate coming down from Joe Biden, I guess it wasn't unexpected because of what we've seen over the last year with just the absolute power control that they've tried to do to scare us and to bully us and to badmouth us and to attack us and guilt trip us over all these mandates and the masks and the social distancing and everything. But this has taken things to an entirely new level. And while I joke about this, the horse owners not being able to find ivermectin, which is an absolutely absurd, ridiculous uh, story that I don't think is even real in any way, shape or form. I think it does show that people are so adamant about not going along with the request of the Biden administration that they're willing to try just about anything else, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you're asking me to explain something that uh, is, is, is somewhat shocking. You know, our great grandparents were uh, struggling uh, to find food. We're now struggling to find ivermectin. It's different <laughs> times, certainly. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there are leaders that work, the greatest leaders work with human nature. Um, they understand their country and their countrymen, and they um, are bringing people together. Um, they find a way to point towards a positive vision which could certainly be um, getting vaccinated. And I know President Trump was very pro-vax. I I imagine he'd also be pushing the vaccine. But, you know, the manner um, in which a leader carries it out matters. And I can certainly see after Afghanistan and the catastrophic debacle, why would we trust that president on anything? Yeah. Um, look what he did to our military. Look what he did to, you know, the 18 million women and children he left behind. Uh, Just... That was catastrophic uh, in Afghanistan. And then coming off of that, you're going to bully and, and, and kind of tell the American people you're running out of patience with them. Uh, you don't have much of a leg to stand on, Mr. President. No, you're, you're absolutely right. See, I, I and I'll be frank, I have not gotten the vaccine. I don't tend to get the vaccine. I'm a quote unquote millennial 32. And I, I think that with the younger age, you know, I do the, the health quick. I take the vitamins. I do the vitamin D and the zinc and the magnesium. And I take all this stuff to where if I get it, which it's an airborne virus now, I know I'm going to get it. It's just trying to limit the symptoms when we do get it. Uh, because even vaccinated people obviously get the virus as well, that I don't need to get it. But if they, I would trust them more. If a health department at the state level, if the CDC, if the FDA, if Fauci came out and said, look, there are many ways to try and make yourself healthy to do this. We encourage you to get the vaccine, but look, you can change your diet, which we've shown that can actually drastically uh, lower the COVID symptoms by up to 33% if you just change your diet to a healthier diet and actually eat more fruits and vegetables. You can 
lower the symptoms by boosting your magnesium in vitamin D3, which, oh, by the way, vitamin D3 is a vitamin that 80% of the population's deficient in. And, oh, by the way, it's the same vitamin that helps your lung strength and boost your immune system for your lungs for cases against things like pneumonia, which obviously would be handy during a COVID-19 battlement that attacks your lungs. You could do certain things like getting out and getting vitamin D by going outside or taking, you know, doing exercise and you can do all these things. But then we also recommend you get the vaccine or the man or the wear the mask or socially distance or all this stuff. We don't hear about any of that. It's only live in your house, live in the bubble, be afraid and wait for us to give you the vaccine because that's the only way to make yourself healthy. And if they would be frank with us and give us all of the options, I would be more apt to listening to them to make the right choice. But when they're giving us only one option, I feel like they're trying to strong arm us into something that I just don't like to do. And being the rebel, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think Americans have, um, we highly value our civil liberties. Um, we don't love, um, you know, being strong armed into things. I, I, I concur. And I think you're kind of voicing what I see. Um, again, I run a lot of communications. I, I, I'm often pulling and looking at um, the way Americans think, the way we feel about things. And I think you're completely right. This is a leadership issue. This is not a vaccine issue. No. Um, certainly the, the government, local governments uh, at certain levels have the right to mandate vaccines in certain ways. I think the way the president's going about it is unlikely. He's doing it under the Standard Procedure Act. Uh, it's unlikely uh, to hold water um, through private businesses, but that's hardly the point. Um, the point is, if our president um, was magnanimous, if our president said, look, um, there's important ways you should be living healthy, whether or not there's a pandemic, and that matters, and that's going to play an important role, and following the footsteps of FDR, he's not my favorite president, but you have nothing to fear but fear itself. Uh, you should not fear the vaccine. You should not fear COVID. But see, if we do this together, if you yeah. want to roll up your sleeves, here's the positive benefits that we see. And here are all the other things you can do. I think having a more, um, we're all in this together and, and, and working to build divides and working with Republicans, particularly key Republican leaders um, that people on the right really respect and admire who would be willing to get the vaccine, um, did not force people to do it, but just to really put on a very positive, we respect your decision. Here's why we like it. Yeah. I, I think you really laid out that's what good looks like. And I think more Americans could overcome their hesitancy. I don't think uh, the majority of these people not getting a vaccine are anti-vaxxers. I think they're vaccine hesitant, sure. like yourself. And I think you have to respect that. You don't, you don't have to agree with it, but you have to respect we're free people. Um, we have high levels of independence and high level of, of belief in civil liberties. And, you know, you have to prove and show that this is something worth doing, and he's done a terrible job of that. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you laid it out beautifully. It's a lack of leadership, and I don't think we've seen leadership like that in a, in a long time where it's the, you're right, you have the choice to make, but we strongly encourage this because of X, Y, and Z to try and win you over. And they tried a little while trying to buy people off, but that's not really leadership and winning people over as well. It's just buying you off with, oh, we're going to do this this uh, rally or we're going to do this lottery of a million dollars to give away at the state level or do these nice little things. And it just, it's not the proper strategy. And then you see them not doing the same things they're telling us to do that I think is 
very concerning. We're talking with uh, Jennifer Stefano, Independent Women's Forum. Let's talk about, uh, for a second, the mandates on the businesses. I'm sure this is already, I, I know this is already being challenged in court. We have, what, 26, 27 states already challenging the federal mandate for private businesses. Businesses are trying to get back up and on their feet after the last year with COVID-19. What do you think the outcome of this lawsuit is going to be? Are we actually going to see this backed off, or are we really going to say any business above 100 employees needs to mandate a vaccine for their employees? Yeah, I, most, I'm neither a legal expert or a medical expert, but what if you look at um, 1905, and the courts ruled um, about whether, you know, there was a question about the smallpox vaccine. Uh, the city of Cambridge insisted all of its residents get vaccinated. So a resident of, of Cambridge sued and said the state should force Cambridge to repeal it. It's an infringement on civil liberties. Um, the justice wrote, we understand what you mean by civil liberties. No, it's not an infringement. Uh, he was correct. This is best done at the local level, though. And and there are ways to go about it. The, the way President Biden's going about it is under something called the Standard Procedure Act. It does allow the government under the Department of Labor to um, produce a mandate like this if there is um, a, an imminent cause of death or serious bodily injury. What I'm what mostly experts think is that COVID doesn't actually rise to that. It doesn't actually rise um, to the level of death, although death does happen in serious bodily injury, although that could be. Um, it's not going to It's not gonna hold water. This is for something else entirely. So the best thing um, the president can do is he certainly controls um, and oversees uh, federal employees and federal institutions as governors oversee state institutions. And there are ways to go about it, but really uh, local control is best. The people have the most opportunity to have a voice and um, it's the most effective way to do it. Putting an unfunded mandate on businesses and then holding them accountable, is compl- they're not police officers. It's not right. It's not fair. They're not. I mean, you're seeing altercations across the country of, of workers now who are already short staffed because of President Biden's terrible yeah. stimulus plan are now being forced by this administration to police uh, their fellow citizens for walking in to a private business. This is outrageous and unfair. Um, It's outrageous. Yeah, and they're going to start fighting back. Jennifer, we're out of time, my friend. we got a hard break here, but I really appreciate it. IWF.org for the Independent Women's Forum. Make sure to check them out. Jennifer, I love it. I love what you have to say. Let's get you back on the show again here real soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Hey, appreciate that very much. It goes by way too fast. Time flies by here on the program. One more break. We'll take up, wrap it up here on a Tuesday on The Voice Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. I love the irony today. I'm just having a fun time with some of these news headlines. They're hilarious. Thanks again to Jennifer Stefano coming on the program, Independent Women's Forum. You can find them, iwf.org. Check them out. Always great. We love having representatives from that organization on the program. I really think the left wing is just mocking us. They try to mock us when they have the full power, when they have the full control, and it just angers us. But I really think that they find ways just to try to push our buttons intentionally to mock us. For example, uh, I I don't want to start a big fight here, but I'm just going to throw this out there. If you use a plastic Christmas tree, then the hell's the point of even setting it up? Just saying. If <laughs> I, I don't want to start a major fight here, but it's like the real thing, but not the real thing. It's just a fake one. There, we've gone really in the way of the world today where we take the original, normal, real thing that's like outside, that's in the world, that's actually there, that's biologically made, that's made by the real life, and we take that and then we mock it and we shun it and we dismiss it while we try to mimic it, making fake and synthetic ones ourselves. For example, our food is way genetically modified, obviously, the GMOs, and there's not really anything you can do about it. And to a degree, I like it. To a degree, I'm also very concerned about it. As you know, health and diet are something that's really extremely important for us to like not have medical issues and not be sick all the time and not be running to the medical industry to save us all the time when we can just take care of ourselves with proper diet, exercise, and you know, uh, lifestyle. That's just what you can do on yourself. At the same time, we have genetically modified things. Fruits are bigger. And although they have less nutritional value because we've tried to increase the size of them so that way they can feed a larger, ever-growing population because it's really scary thinking about the fact that we can't feed a portion of the world's population. Meat injected with steroids and antibiotics to grow it and swell it to where it's actually bigger than what it normally should be in order to try and feed more individuals so it goes further, although it has less nutritional value. I get that stuff. It's frustrating. I understand it, although I don't like it all at the same time. It's a really messy, complicated mess. But there are some things where they just literally try to mock us by taking away the good, original, natural thing and then try to make a synthetic version to say that it's, you know, something completely different. Pills and pharmaceuticals are the are the prime example of that. Uh, I firmly, firmly believe that there is not a single medical ailment in the world that cannot be treated or cured with some type of natural herb or plant. 
I truly honestly believe that. I, I mean, going into the real religious side of it, I truly believe that God put everything on the planet for a reason and there is a purpose for everything here and that every single medical ailment out there can be treated and cured with some type of natural remedy uh, with the herbs and natural plants and so on and so forth. That stuff was demonized all the way back in the Middle Ages because it was magic and, and witchery if you and witchcraft if you actually like mix a whole bunch of herbs and plants and stuff into a tea and drink it. Apparently that was witchcraft and it was really, really bad. And we've kept that stigma for a really long time. Now people are starting to go back to it. And I've told you that just basic vitamins can keep you strong enough to boost your immune system to help battle COVID-19. Well, I think this this is a whole nother level of mocking us on that fight. Because while we're pushing a mandated COVID-19 vaccine in the world, we have now, they're trying to intertwine the vaccine in the plants. I know. According to studyfinds.org, there's a $500,000 grant from the National Science Foundation where researchers are looking at accomplishing three different goals. Number one, the team's trying to successfully deliver DNA containing the mRNA vaccines into plant cells where they can replicate. Second, the authors want to show the plants can actually produce enough mRNA to replace the traditional injection. Finally, the team needs to determine the right dosage that people will need to eat to properly replace the vaccine. While there's a massive push nationwide, and apparently it's ruffling their feathers enough for them to actually spend a half a billion dollars into this, uh, or a half million dollars into this program, that they're spending to look and say, all right, there's enough people not wanting to get the vaccine because they want to go the natural route by taking herbs and plants and vitamins in the natural holistic way of health, which is a massively increasing industry, let me tell you. They're now looking at taking the vaccine mRNA, DNA strands, and injecting them into the plant. Now, if we believe the plant already has those features in them to take care of us and make us healthy, why do we need a new synthetic version of the plant with the mRNA DNA grown into it based on a lab-grown plant as opposed to a natural plant for them to say, all right, if you don't want the vaccine, eat this salad eat the plant, and therefore you'll get the same vaccine dosage as if you actually took the vaccine. But if you eat a natural plant out there that's really healthy for you, that's not going to do it, and you're just going to die in the streets and just kill everybody off because you're not actually getting the injection. If you're going to eat the plant, then you have to eat our plants because the other ones aren't going to do any good. The mockery. How dare you? Podcast going up in just a little bit. That's it for us today. Back at it tomorrow for a midweek celebration. Until then, I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.